I think for today, what do we have? We have jerking it for Jesus. Jerking it for Jesus. Fucking ground beef. Fucking ground beef. Yeah. Dating apps and yeah. what their purposes are. <laughs> because there's obviously like some are just for hooking up. Mm-hmm. Some are, some you have to apply to get onto. Having a rotation. Yeah. How many people should be in your rotation. That's right. I have one in my rotation and uh, I don't have to think about these things. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Inside Only Fans. I am your host, Kayla Lauren. And I am CJ Sparks. And we're ready. We're fucking ready. We're ready. CJ has had 1.5 Rockstar Energy drinks today. The entire day, not just here. And I would like to say that I'm comfortably caffeinated, which is very uncomfortable for me because I would like to be borderline cracked out. So you are coming off of what's your normal daily intake? (laughs) I mean, before noon, two minimum. And I'm like only I'm like at one and a fourth. Very uncomfortable. (laughs) What flavor is it? Does it taste like Red Bull? Sugar free rocks are no. Okay, so Red Bull is like we don't like Red Bull. It puts me to sleep, gives me the opposite of wings. Okay. I don't know. I think it also gives me flashbacks. It's extremely triggering for me Mm. from my drinking days because I would, like, drink so many Red Bulls. Were you a Red Bull vodka person? Yes. Yes. So much so that I used to wake up in the middle of the night. I would, like, fly up, sit up, like, boom. And I would be like... (gasps) And I would be sweating. And it would taste like I would have a drip of sweat going down my face, down my nose, down my lips, into my mouth, and it would taste like vodka and Red Bull. And it was fucking horrible. Oh. It was horrible. So I, you know, for any sober people that might be watching this lovely podcast, uh, I've probably triggered you, so sorry about that. But yeah, extremely triggered. And it's just like, it's it's like, yeah, it's just like, the if I drink it, I feel like there's alcohol in it. That's how I feel about Pepsi, because... <laughs> Uh, when I was in high school, I would drink vanilla Pepsi and Bacardi. Whoa! Vanilla? And they had vanilla Pepsi. I don't know if they do anymore. And now whenever I even just have a hint of what anything that tastes like that, I'm like instantly repulsed. Yeah. Like I want to throw up. Yeah. It just takes you back. Have, did you ever have like Mad Dog 2020 or like Boone's Farm? No. Oh. Is that beer? Just, I don't even know what that just is. Just me? Okay. Okay, so. I'm a bad example. But, <laughs> no. Listen. You're in good company because I am too. <laughs> so it was like one of those bottles, like those flat bottles. It looks oh, like a flask. Like a flask. It's shaped like a flask. And it was called Mad Dog 2020. And I used to drink it. And it was like pink. It was like um, like a like a juice. Like a wine mixed with juice. Oof. Bro. Headache. Disgusting. It's giving me a headache right now. And it was like 2 dollars I definitely drank the vodka that was in the plastic (laughs) bottle that was like $6. The handle? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Those days. One time when I was in college, um, when I was in a dorm, it was like the first. Actually, it was the night before classes started. My first ever night before college. And I found these friends in the hallway in the dorm. Like when you're new, you just kind of walk around and hope you meet somebody. And so I met somebody and she was like, oh, hey why don't you join us? And it was three girls that ended up being, and she's like, my brother's going to get us alcohol tonight. And I was like, fuck yeah, I was Mm. 18. So her brother gets us a handle of Southern Comfort. And I don't even know what that is. But I'm like, okay, so we're in my dorm room and we're using my microwave on the floor as a table. I know I have 
chips that are the hint of lime and oh. I have dip and we have Southern Comfort and we have the pre-made margarita mix. Oh! And I'm drinking those two together. And the next morning I wake up on my floor, everyone's sleeping in my room, all these girls. I wake up on my floor and I'm soaking wet. The girl next to me who I had just met, she became my best friend, we're still friends. She was soaking wet too. And I was like, what's going on? And so for like the whole, like she had flipped over my garbage can, which was filled with puke. It was, I had, I couldn't get the smell out of my Berber rug for the whole year. I was uh. pouring laundry detergent on it and scrubbing it. Uh. And then like, it took us, I want to say years of being friends to figure out that she had pissed herself yeah. in the night. And I never knew why I was all wet laying next to her. And it was because she had peed on both of us. <laughs> it was fucking crazy oh my and that God. was so that's southern comfort and that's why I'm, you don't drink pepsi i want to party with you it's a good time lots of people pissing themselves okay so my roommate is my best friend mm -hmm. and then a year ago today's actually their anniversary Aww. um a year ago they had met and then he's lived with us for pretty much the whole time but so my living room's here and then you go up the stairs and it's their bathroom and so i can hear everything and i'm not <laughs> hearing sex I'm hearing literally the other day her go, oh, my God, Freddie, why are you peeing on me? Oh. And he's like, you're going in the shower anyways. And I'm literally hearing this all happen. I'm like, oh. what's I was saying, like, I was like, what's going on up there? And they're having this argument. Turns out he was peeing and she was standing by the sink and he peed. And because he was going in the shower, he didn't do the little shake off thing. So he turned his penis, splashed her with pee down her leg. And he thought. You know, you're about to shower anyways. Honestly, it makes sense. I'm not not on Freddie's side. I wasn't mad at him for it. Uh, but then it, I found out that he does pee on her in the shower, which I think is, I guess, what people do. Mm. I've done it many times. Have you? Mm -hmm. That's a great question for our guest as well today. I would love I'm to I'm curious know to know if she's peed on people in the her shower. Opinion, or if she has been peed on. I don't know our guest, and I actually got the bio from the producers and I was like, I'm not gonna read this because <laughs> I think I like to be like more curious and okay. just ask questions as they come up. Okay. Um, but from what I could tell, she's she's beautiful and she seems like she's gonna be really funny. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, this is one I have been looking forward to for a while. She's got such like a big fun personality. She is beautiful, but she also like, it is equal parts personality and equal parts beautiful and one thing that i have enjoyed about following her is that she shares a lot of the fun cool things that she's doing but she's also really real and raw so okay. if something's shitty going on she's sharing it she's real she's keeping it raw and i i just love somebody that it looks like their life isn't always perfect because mm -hmm. damn it that is relatable i agree with you mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm just excited to meet her and ask her a million questions, make her feel really uncomfortable, mm, which is what that. I tend to do mm. to everyone. Mm, I love it. Cool. Let's bring out Sid Wilder, who is an actress and an influencer. She creates all kinds of content. She's amazing. And you're going to love it. So let's bring her out. Okay, Sid Wilder. Hey. Over half a billion views? Yeah. Um, 
Hi, thanks for coming today. How <laughs> on earth, like, did we just get you? Are we super important? What's well, happening? I mean, you know I've been following you forever, so <gasps> it's like I want us to be besties. I thought this would be, like, the best opportunity. Okay, perfect, because I creep you, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Okay. Love that. I am new to the Creep Fest, so <laughs> I have a lot of questions. First of all, where are you from? Originally, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. and now you're in L.A.? I've been here for... 14 years now. 14 years. So mm-hmm. do you feel like you're L.A. now native? That's you? I got my first car here. So, yeah, pretty much. It's official. Mm-hmm. It's official. What part of L.A. do you live in? I live in the Valley. Okay. Valley girl. I love that. And the Valley is on the come up. You it know, is. yeah, I guess. You, I mean, I've lived all over yeah. L.A., but I kind of grew up on the same street that I'm living on right now. Really? So, yeah, the place that I went to college, you know, it's somewhere that I consider, like, really sentimental so wow. i like where i live so that's why you went back there after moving around you yeah, were... i was in the hills i was married i lived in a six thousand square foot home with an elevator what? and drove a bentley and what? yeah were you, you, when did you get married when i was 23 and who was this person he doesn't matter what? how did you meet him uh, i met him out in and about in la and did you get married really quickly? Yeah, I okay. was going through a lot of trauma at the time. So instead of getting like a tattoo or a dog, I decided, oh, my God, a husband, someone that loves me. <laughs> Not a good idea. No, I mean, although more temporary than a tattoo. So maybe you were onto something. It took a lo- I'd rather get a tattoo. It would have been much easier to get removed. <laughs> My divorce took three years. I was only married two. What? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Why'd you get divorced? Oh, he was cheating with a bunch of hookers. I talk all about it on my podcast, Girl Interrupted. Yeah. And then I ended up getting cervical cancer, but that's totally not what OnlyFans is about. Wow. (laughs) Let's focus our conversation more on OnlyFans. Damn. Damn. I just, that was so much information holy it's a shit lot. yeah you've heard about my podcast yes. girl interrupted so i talk all I about have it watched it yeah it's so good I had your therapist on mm-hmm. dr donahue that's right my sex therapist that was how i had known about sid before because you like you said you've been here 14 years so you have been in la for so long and you have definitely you're multi-talented multifaceted. you've definitely made your mark in a bunch of different you started comedy mm-hmm. so you're a comedian as well as just like you're you're not like just a, a hot chick you're educated mm-hmm. like you said you've been married and divorced you've had some personal triumphs that you've that you've been through and came out on top of and you are a cancer survivor yeah okay so like you have a lot going on so when you did this podcast i was already aware of you but i'm like i'm like honestly kind of obsessed with my um sex therapist that i have chris donahue i love him he's so cool so when i sat down and watched that i was like holy shit because i was following you because you were like hot and funny but i was like wait a minute there's like so much more going on what let, let's like slow it down here for a minute because that was so much information I for know. the people to take in and when i say the people i mean me i am not that smart also so me are. because <laughs> yeah. i don't know any of this stuff that so, was so, I know, it's so a lot. you had cj sex therapist on there mm-hmm. what i mean both of you can chime in what does a sex therapist do for you and what what's this about is that question directed towards cj or myself go for it <laughs> what's he do for you um, well, for me, like, like Sid has spoken on, um, like, I 
had a bunch of past trauma, uh, much like many of us, usually stemming from childhood and then, you know, working it, its way into our wonderful adult lives, uh, especially here in L.A. Mm. Bitch, we're all traumatized here. Welcome to L.A. If you're if you came here from somewhere else, you're running from your fucking demons. And if you say no, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Just admit it. Mm-hmm. Not I am going to have to disagree. <laughs> I might be the exception. You might be the exception. It's possible. Or in denial. No, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting to find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll know by the end of the show. Yeah. But so he's re- he's really just like a, a therapist for me. Um, but I talk to him like a lot about like my webcamming and different things like that and mm. trauma f- with uh, focus on sex and like probably how that's like put me out into the, the world and different things like that. So he kind of that's his area of expertise. So what does he have to say about sex work or OnlyFans or any of these things? What's his take on that? He's Did a very sex positive person. He just makes you feel OK with your sexual identity. He's helped other people, whether they're you know afraid to come out to their families, whether they're in the sex work field. I mean, that's his specialty mm-hmm. and his education of and I love the psychology of sex. So I was honored to have him as a guest. It took him i didn't have a producer or anyone else i was my own producer i did all of my i think almost 80 episodes oh and God. when i started my OnlyFans account i had to put it on pause because i was mm-hmm. like you know this is just so much work and i'm making a lot more money doing OnlyFans than i am doing my podcast so as much as i love it i'm gonna have to put it on the back yeah. burner right now but when did you start your OnlyFans? Started my OnlyFans, so my ex-boyfriend, actually, we broke up in March, uh, like, right when the pandemic was getting really bad, and he was like, well, then start an OnlyFans, and I was like, I will. (laughs) And I started, I didn't think that it would be successful, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I had a really hard time starting my OnlyFans because of the social stigma that was mm-hmm. attached to an OnlyFans mm-hmm. model. Because I've worked so hard in this industry to not be nude in anything. And there's no judgment towards any anyone that's nude. If they're comfortable doing that, go do it. My sister's in porn. She's mm-hmm. a playmate where she was before. So I just always kind of wanted to hold off until I got a great HBO role or something, mm-hmm. you know, until I was like ready to do it. So I was always in Pasties and the Thong. So when I went topless on OnlyFans, that was a really big deal for me. And it took me a while to like get to that point. But yeah, it was it's kind of empowering now to like monetize off of it. Kills your social life for dating. <laughs> but yeah. Does it? Tell oh, me yeah. how. Guys, I mean, you already kind of get objectified a lot in this business and you kind of are <laughs> used to it, which mm-hmm. is sad for anyone to have to get used to being treated that way. When you say this business, you mean entertainment industry. as a broad? As a whole, yeah. I mean, it's even worse in the OnlyFans industry, okay. I feel like, that uh, internet model. Yeah. I don't know what you want to classify because there's so many different genres, webcamming, mm-hmm. and then there's just regular OnlyFans, and then there's porn, and then mm-hmm. there's, you know, other things. So so you said you started when the pandemic started. You went through a breakup, yeah. and you're yeah. kind of like, fuck, I'm going to try and do this. Yeah. Why not? And yeah. so you started it, and you had a hard time. At first, so you weren't posting topless at first, but you kind of eased your way into it. Yeah, I still charge $100 per, and then Bella Thorne totally fucked up, like, my revenue stream. I I don't know that whole scandal, even, because I got on it after that, so what was that all about? You could charge as much as, like, $500 if you wanted to, for, and I still charge $200 for, like, topless videos, but... Uh I can't put that in the PPV now. I have to like put it on my main page and then individually send the videos to Uh, each person because they can still tip you $200, mm -hmm, but -hmm. you can't charge $200. That's the cap. So like before... 
Bella Thorne. So what um, did she do is what I'm asking. That fucked it up. She sent out a video that was, she said was nude or never before seen nude. And then it wasn't nude. And then to add insult to injury, it was a video that she had posted on her Instagram. Oh, so she got like, so she scammed people into paying for something that they thought was going to be one thing and it wasn't, and then they had a bunch of chargebacks. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. then OnlyFans had to go in and be like, "All right, to keep this from happening again and fucking up the whole system, we have to cap it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now, okay, so you at first weren't doing that content, and so now, what kind of content a year later do you have on your OnlyFans? I'm known for my strip teases, so I love dancing. It's one of my passions. I love contortion. I love yeah. um, stretching. I love all of that. So I like to. Imp- Implement like my creativity and my characters. So I'll like, what is that girl from Closer? Natalie Portman played that girl from Closer. I forget mm-hmm. her name, but I did like a little hot rendition of that, strip tease, all that stuff. So I kind of like to do strip teases. Do you do like full nude or are you still sticking with topless? I'm my pussy's like camera shy pretty much and my <laughs> asshole at this point. <laughs> But, like, I do you have, like, both. one video that's $500 that has been purchased a lot. If fans want to see it, mm-hmm. they can. Woo! But it's, you know, it's just one. Mm-hmm. And it's American Woman. And it was, like, it felt, like, very, like, sexually free when I did it. And, like, I tried it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really for me. Yeah. Just because, like, my sister does porn. And I just, like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids yet or not. So I just want to, like wait and i didn't do playboy i think you were a cyber girl right before or like a playmate you were a playmate yeah you were playing with the different the different countries yeah so mm-hmm. you did like that like beforehand see i mm-hmm. never got to experience that so like mm-hmm. we have different points of views and that's what i think is so beautiful about the platform right. like we all have our own sexual and like life experiences that right. kind of shapes us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have different boundaries which mm-hmm. i also think is really cool about the site mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so dick pics are a thing we can talk about that i think that's a great transition I i'm just gonna to go ta- right for it I wanted to talk about your poll though. What you poll? do your stripper poll? I which one? I don't have one anymore. Oh, wait, didn't you just post something on your Instagram where you're like doing this incredible stretch and you're like, I thought oh, you're I was in on a sex a... dungeon. Okay, oh, that's <laughs> not your house. Oh no, I thought it was your house. I'm like, I'm coming over immediately. <laughs> after she didn't invite me over to just with I'll your just bulging disc. Be in the corner. <laughs> no, be on the pole like grandma's gotta get up there. Somebody give me a push. Oh my 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 sex swing. Was it the swing that it I was? You were swinging around. There was a peach yes. hiding something. There was another beautiful woman. I'm like, who didn't invite me to the party? It looked fucking fantastic. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's Justine Cross's dungeon. She's a, an amazing dominatrix. You should have her on the podcast. She I also would, has an OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah, she's I would awesome. Love that. She's yeah. like the top dominatrix in LA. Do you do collab stuff on yours, like with different people, girls, anybody? Yeah, I do. It's kind of hard though, because. If a girl has only a free page, you're not going to monetize off of that collab as opposed to someone with a a page that has not only similar content towards yours, but they have to have the same price point Mm, or else you're really only benefiting from the other, you know, the other person's going to benefit from you. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they're the same type, like we're all brunette, I think we would all do good with collabs. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think you have a free page. Do you have a free page? I have a free and a page. Oh, perfect. Mine's just free free and paid. Oh, look Mm -hmm. at you. Perfect. Yeah. And I manage my account myself, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Do you guys do the dick pic thing or no? Because I think it's the hysterical. Rating? Yeah. We literally just talked about yeah. that today as oh, rating dick Oh, did you? I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm fascinated. Does, it's fun. they love to usually, usually it's the SPH, right? Is that what you run <gasps> That's into? That's my favorite. Yeah, I like being mean. I do, too. It's so much fun to be mean. It so is. satisfying. But I got so many dick pics when I was doing stand-up in my DMs from Instagram. That's that, what I try to tell people. I'm like... Nobody realizes that they created that little thing where it's blurred specifically 
because people were sending unwanted dick pics. Copious amounts of dick pics in Instagram, being sent via Instagram all around the world, all, every time every time of day, 24 hours around the clock. And nobody talks about how that was created specifically for those men. Yep. So people think all the time, oh, you know, on your OnlyFans, don't you get sent all these dick pics? And I'm like, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. It's been happening for many, many years. Facebook. Yep. I used to get sent dick pics on that too. Snapchat, I completely got off of Snapchat there years is one ago time because I'm like, it's disgusting. It is. And it's offensive too. Like if you're having a bad day, you're like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, I'm not- yeah, there's the only fans. You there know, was one dick pic. You're getting paid yeah. that um the guy sent me and my friends. I think oh. a couple of us got it while it we were in Vegas, mess. and it was his dick. But then he had put an empty toilet paper tube yeah. on a tip to show the girth. Yeah. But then so we saved it, and we were at a restaurant, and then we just airdropped it to mm. anybody in the vicinity. I love that. And then you just look around and see the reactions. Ah. You're like you're like have your phone down here, and we're all like act like nothing's happening, and then we send it, and we like look around, and people are like. And they're like, like, put their phone down because there's people. (laughs) (laughs) But it was creative because he put the little, it's like, this is my girth. Just so you know. That's good. That reminds me. I did a a parody video on Funny or Die called How to Get Girls to Like Your Dick Pics. And that's like one of the suggestions I gave. Like, make it creative, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I still have it saved on my phone. So to your point. Yeah. I saved that one. Yeah. So you, but you rate them still. Yes. Yeah. That's like on the menu. Like yes. ratings, yeah, <laughs> rating of dick pics, just so they know. Like, don't feel weird asking for it. It's it's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come yeah. on down. Come on down. <laughs> we're here for How, it. Yeah, we're here for it. Do okay. So you like you like being mean. What kind of like fet- <laughs> if it is welcomed? If that is their thing, you're not just a mean person on the streets. No. But so, are you into like? Do you have like a favorite fetish, or do you have like a favorite thing to do on there that might seem kind of like crazy to other people, like feet or? Anything like that. I'm very kink friendly and mm-hmm. fetish friendly. I mean, I love leather and latex. I'm great with role play with my extensive acting background. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I always love a good role play scene. But, ah, give but, me your favorite. Do you have a favorite? Ooh. I mean, well, I just did this really hot like accountant character mm. that I'm going to release before the 15th. So watch out for that, you guys. Sid Wilder, OnlyFans. Go check it out. Woo! Um, so that was pretty hot and I was in this like latex skirt and it was just so secretary and like naughty It was hot. But anyway, um, I like I like, you know, calling guys daddy I think that's kind of fun, but then I also like dominating them. I'm a switch. So mm. like I can go both ways um, And I've trained with great dominatrixes <laughs> Okay, so, so I was just gonna say actually I'm just I'm looking deep into your eyes right now mm. And I feel like that that has happened in a real life in a real life situation that's what i was asked do you do this stuff in person too do i do live sessions yeah like dominatrix stuff would you like to know oh! i am literally asking yes. <laughs> <laughs> i was asking in yeah. your personal no i haven't you, do, you haven't I, I don't. no no i mean i do it at, like for myself but i don't charge for it is that a new business i should start <laughs> i mean i thought about covid's it. over like you have a whole new fucking demographic i feel like it's i thought a lot about of, it like yeah. mental it's mentally draining it's a lot of like physical yeah. work so if i can continue to make the income that i'm making on OnlyFans, you know i could hold off on it for right now but yeah. it is a lot of work and you get a lot of people that are into a lot heavier play than i am mm-hmm. you guys were talking about piss earlier i don't really like fluid play it's yeah. not really my kink i mean if it's cum Maybe, depending on where it is, but Pete, mm, no, you get mm-hmm. that in the wrong hole, the wrong spot, not not my <laughs> not scene. Not for me either. But it's huge in the gay community. That's like yeah. a sign of ownership is pissing on someone. It's like dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's my what boyfriend's they like. dog literally peed on me. 
You're we his really now. Liked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he owns you. Like, He's Mark you, you, Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pissed all over my feet and my backpack too. <laughs> now I'm mad. <laughs> it's like when you go to school, you're thinking of me, bitch. Seriously. It's <laughs> <laughs> rude. That's Your boyfriend's like, voice. yeah, he did what I told him to do. <laughs> That's so funny. I love Whack. it. Yeah, I was actually thinking because I, I have a girlfriend that in New York. Because apparently it's like a huge, huge thing in New York. A lot of the business people, they're like, so the businessmen, they're so stressed out in New York. They have this thing that it's like the underground dungeons. And a lot of these businessmen go and they're like, get in there and they whip off the tie. And they're just like, oh, I'm a dog now. I'm a baby. And you're going to you're going to smack me and you're going to own me. And you're going to put the leash on. You're going to walk me around. And they do that. But like even for many, many years now, that's been like a big thing in New York. And I had a girlfriend that did that. And you would kind of look at her and you would think you would be able to tell sometimes like, Maybe they'll be wearing all latex or they have a really serious black winged eyeliner. But she was just like your average cute chick, just like beating people. Mm-hmm. And like there was dildos and, you know, ramming guys asses. A lot and everything. of pegging. Yeah, a lot of pegging because they get told yes, wherever they're at. People are scared. They're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right away, sir. So the, these businessmen come in. They want to get fucked hard in the ass. And then they want to get told like, you're the piggy, like sit just squeal, piggy, squeal, and then they're like Rrr! and then they pay thousands of dollars and they leave and they go home to their wives and their green bean casserole. Yeah, they like to be humiliated. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Torture Garden is like mm-hmm. the main dungeon, I think, in New York. Yeah. I, I swear to God I was like thinking I'm like, I'm gonna go fucking work there. Well, I just don't like anything in the ass. I'm a kinky, kink friendly, mm-hmm. like open mind. I just don't I don't like it. Somebody I don't else's like that. ass or your ass? I just don't like it's I'm a germaphobe, so it's like just too much bacteria like we already have enough in our mouth and in our pussy in our whole bodies like i just don't like i'm i don't want to mix it like some people don't like their food like to be mixed together i don't want that i don't want the pussy and i don't want to do that no No. atm what's atm (laughs) what's atm is that ass to mouth oh for god's sake girl no i don't want my my ass eaten Mm. i don't want fucking any of that yeah i I know i don't want ass eaten because you're gonna eat my ass and you're gonna come up to kiss me Mm. no thank you no but like but but i don't care like a little butt plug situation a little cute with like a little rhinestone on it vibrated and i was like in the right mood and drunk enough maybe (laughs) drunk enough yeah but like it's not something that's on my bucket list okay you know and you don't want to do that to somebody else either you're just kind of like no i draw the line if i really loved him and he really wanted to do it i would do it but the last time i did anal i shit my pants so it's like you shit your pants or you shit on i shit my pants the next day and believe it or in not. In the car. And he said it smelled like Iraq. Whoa, what? <laughs> what does Iraq smell like Iraq? He was, he was a soldier. So, like, whatever. He was like, a, yeah. So, he was in the car with you the next day when you shit yourself? Yeah, we hit a pothole and my asshole was ah! not ready for that. And you're attributing this to the anal? Yeah, because we ate the next day and then my asshole was not happy with what happened last night because my body does not respond well to anal. No matter how many times I've tried it, which isn't that a lot but i never liked it once yeah okay it's like people are like oh you gotta try i'm like i have it just doesn't work for my body mm. okay every body is different <laughs> Dude. so i'm not putting any anal content on my only fans in case you're gonna ask me that even if it had a rhinestone on it Especially. i'd rather have a diamond okay Woo! <laughs> so diamond spicy, y'all. <laughs> i love it Okay, so the anal is off the table. Fuck me. I'm just going to go home. Do you have a boyfriend? 
No, but I'm actively dating. Where do you find people to date? Oh, I match with everybody <gasps> on all the dating apps. I was what telling CJ apps? this earlier. All of them. Raya, Hinge, Bumble, you name it. What's I'll... the best one? It depends on the mood, but there's a lot of hot guys on the west side, and the guys that don't live here are even hotter, like Texas, mm. New York, but New York is too long of a flight. How do you match? So do you set... I have never used a dating app, so I don't Why? even... Why? i just been in relationships, really. Are I you in one right now? Mm -hmm. Is he cool with you having an OnlyFans? Yes. He's not like, I fucking love it, but he's just like, yeah. it is what it is, yeah. Got it. But... So you set your geographical location, and then that's how you match people? When you travel, it usually follows. So that's why I was mm. like, shit, how do these people know that I'm out of town? And oh. they follow, it follows so you nice. wherever you go. That's yeah. it for you. Land mm -hmm. on the plane, you got three hot matchups? So what's okay. The, so, okay, so you said for it. different moods, there's different apps. So, like, what's the mood for Raya versus the mood for Bumble? Raya is more entertainment industry driven. Um, people, you can actually have people from all over the world match with you on okay. that app. Um, and it's a lot more sophisticated crowd, but then also like the creative, like hipster people that are like so art artistic that mm -hmm. like don't even know how to respond to messages and things. And <laughs> then you have Bumble, which is kind of like the Costco of, you know, dating <laughs> apps, except you're in control of it, you know? As a female, it right? Is. Yeah, okay. yeah, right? Is it not? You got a little bit of everything and stuff in bulk that you really don't want, you know? <laughs> And then there's Hinge, which can be very sophisticated and then also kind of dodgy. Is it relationshipy? Which one of those is more relationshipy? I think it's whatever you want it to be. How do you get on Raya? You have to be accepted. So you make an application, mm -hmm. and what is on this application? Honestly, the only reason I got on it is because some guy that I dated, when that I didn't date anymore, like hooked me up, and he knew the owner, and I don't oh. like yeah. But they're so not you didn't have to anymore. apply. I did, but it took like weeks and weeks, and maybe even months, and then what? finally it like happened. For yeah. a dating app, so for what, a woman? What do they ask oh. you? I have no idea. I can't remember. It was like three years ago. I want to know what's up with Raya because I always hear it in songs. I hear a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot about it. But I have heard that Bumble. I have heard so many different people say that Bumble is the way that they met, like their now significant yeah. other, like very serious relationship. Would you say that Bumble is kind of like the more serious relationshipy app out of it, or you're just like, okay, they're all crazy? I don't think that. The, I mean, again, it just depends on what your intention is and like mm -hmm. what you kind of want to get out of it. Do you mm -hmm. want to just have a hookup, or do mm -hmm. you want to find someone that you're, you know, you want to boo up with? Mm -hmm. I've found with OnlyFans, it's been really hard to have a guy take you seriously or really? have. Yeah, I feel like. Got girls that have boyfriends or girls that have an OnlyFans account usually are dating the photographer. That's usually yeah. like what yeah. it, or the videographer. They're they're usually like working together as a team, right? Yeah. Um. Or their boyfriend doesn't make enough money and they're just cool with them having an OnlyFans account. You know, because what are they going to do? They can't really say no. Right. Or the girl has an OnlyFans account and the guy is much more successful. He's like, we're breaking up unless you get rid of this OnlyFans account. I feel like those are the three dynamics of having an OnlyFans. That's so, so. I've definitely seen those all. I don't fit into any of them, but I do see those all. I fit into one very you hardcore. Do. You How do. is that going? I don't know which one, but there is one in particular that spoke to my soul. But isn't it hard, even just like being in the entertainment business, having an OnlyFans account? It's not easy. I have to yeah. say, honestly, I've I've been okay with the OnlyFans up until this point. But I have to say, even to speak to that more, a large Instagram following. I have to say, it it does not help. I've actually found so many more issues with that 
than like your even partner the only has fans. an issue. Yeah, just they're just like oh, they don't want to date somebody. I mean, even celebrity, some celebrity, the game or somebody just said like get you a girl that like only has like 23 Instagram followers because then she's going to like love you more or she's going to be loyal or you're not going to have to worry about, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. Like if somebody, if a woman has over a certain amount of Instagram followers, I've found that that can be Well, I mean, we have access for, to yeah. more people, so you have to be prepared for your partner to like have other people DM them. Right. And you, to me, it's more like if you don't feel confident enough in your relationship and in yourself, it's not, it's not like your girl's fault that, you know, she has a following. It's like... Right. If that if one person DMing her is going to make or break your relationship, then your relationship probably isn't that amazing. You know, right. and right. that guy is really insecure. Exactly. And you shouldn't be with him anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's you on know. him. Yeah. That's my stance. Like there's a there's certain things that, you know, I don't know. I think you just have to agree upon it. And it can be tough, though. And it's like people like you said, when you were starting it, there's definitely a stigma about it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's like people will spin their whole own story. It's kind of like the origin of the show is like there's so much more to people inside of OnlyFans mm-hmm. than you know about and but most people will just spin a story in their head and all of us are doing porn. Yeah. I know. We're all it's, fucking and sucking. Yeah. I know. And see, I'm not even attracted to girls. So that's what's like really, like I think you're all beautiful. I like, can appreciate your bodies mm-hmm. and I love like posing and teasing. But mm-hmm. I don't want to be putting any dildos up your pussies. Like yeah. no offense, I'm what? sure your pussy's beautiful. But like, you know, it's that's right. just like I don't want to be doing that. Power yeah. down, we're leaving. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even do that on my free time. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, why would I want to do that on OnlyFans? You know, Fair. like yeah. that's like not something that I would just do, and I don't want to have it out there. But for the girls that do do it, again, go make your coin, go make your money. If that's something that you would already like, my sister's already doing porn. I feel bad for the porn stars that like did porn, like old school porn before OnlyFans mm-hmm. happened, because there's probably so many girls out there that are like making bank mm-hmm. right from fucking each other, like on OnlyFans. And right. I'm just like. What does your sister do? Like, what's her porn like? Have you seen it? You know, I just try to not see that sort of thing. That's not really my genre of film. Is um, your sister somebody we know? If you said her name, she was a playmate. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I just don't like her as a person, so I don't want to oh. give her a free shout out. <laughs> So, oh, like, okay. I'm not, Sorry, like, bitch. trying to promote her business. You can go to my OnlyFans, Sid Wilder. I but, yeah, you can do a deep dive on Google if you want to see her. Is she your ah. only sibling? No, I have another one who's a casting director who won't put me in anything. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. A female or a male? Female. So, does anybody in your family like each other? Uh, no. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Parents included? Yeah. They like each other at a time. I mean, my sister and I are, like, 17 months apart. So, there was that time. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, other than that, it's kind of all downhill from there. Are they back they're back in Atlanta? Uh, my dad's in Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so you just you're just kind of like, okay, I'm in LA. I'm doing my thing. I'm not really talking to them. I've been here since I was 16, kind of on my own, hustling, mm-hmm. making it happen for myself. 16. 16. How did you get out here at 16? I got a scholarship to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Okay. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah, traditional actor. So I didn't like roll around on the ground and do breathing exercises and learn how to like get in touch with my voice to start an OnlyFans account. But mm. here I am. Right. <laughs> you know? I feel you. So when your boyfriend told you that though, ex, I would. When your ex-boyfriend told you that, I would assume that that was like in the heat of an argument. I'm I'm envisioning that he, you know, there's probably things flying around. There's voices being raised, and he's just like. 
fuck you go start an OnlyFans? Yeah, pretty much. So, but what, why do you think he said that? Was he like trying to help you start a business and he was like trying to pull the wool out from under you? Like, fuck you, I'm leaving and you're going to be penniless on the streets? Or like what? I'm trying to catch the vibe of that for him to just say that to you yeah well the pandemic was kind of like no one really knew what the future was and he was really concerned about like his business not that i was like financially dependent upon him but we were like planning on like moving in together and doing all this stuff and then all of that just like came to a screeching halt Mm -hmm. so yeah he would have been like the first guy i like ever lived with and so he was just telling you like go figure it out bitch you're hot Make an OnlyFans. Well, because we had, like, talked about it a, a couple of times. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of, like, one of those things, like, kind of, fuck you, you're hot. Like, right. if you're going to do it, go do it. Like, dare you. And I just, like, R- move okay. Right. <laughs> but it was, like, it was in the, it was said in the heat of an argument, like, you're not going to succeed. Is that what, what yeah. it was? Like, go be a whore online. Excuse my uh, incredible language. But like, go be, yeah, go be a whore on the internet and like, see if you, if anybody pay a dollar to see you and like, kind of like, almost like go, like just go wander off somewhere and have a shitty life without me, so to speak. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause he's got his business. That's way more important than my life or anything that I, you know, have you guys talked since then? He just messaged me a couple days ago. So he wants you back. He's like an emotional robot. Mm. You know, it, it's like he's very confused about feelings and how all of that works. He's like a, he, he's programmed. <laughs> he's, Interesting. Yeah. Is he in the industry too, like entertainment industry? No, he's in tech. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe does he just do you think maybe he just doesn't get it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's some wires loose there with that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those, are, those ones are kind of fun. I mean, I like like guys that are in finance and tech. I don't really fuck with. I don't have any interest in any guys that are performers, celebrities, or. No, I could. Care. I've been here for fourteen years. I could give a flying fuck about oh! celebrities. Do you get any celebrity DMs? Yes. <laughs> Who DM'd you that you can remember? I don't say names, honey. I do not throw out names. Mm. I do, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so, like you go well because you have a boyfriend and it's entertaining. I'm single, so you're keeping your options open. That's why you don't say names. Hell yeah. Uh, what if there's somebody you have no interest in and you just think it's crazy? Like, oh my god, this person DM me. What the fuck? I mean, there's so many athletes who I don't even know. You know, I don't know any of their yeah. names. I don't know what they do, and I wouldn't even want to give some of them that I do know any credit because they don't even deserve it. Do you know, I had one like recirculate after Barstool Sports posted me and I was like really you're the guy that I learned what ghosting was because I didn't realize after I got divorced like guys actually don't even text you back or call you like I was coming out of a a marriage and relationship if you want to go to a movie you go to a movie right you make plans you do it you don't play games like here I was like what yeah this is a thing I actually do remember when somebody first ghosted me and it was so weird because I was just like I keep texting this person and like they're not texting back and I can it's so funny that you say that I can remember and I was so confused right I'm like are they okay yes what, what just happened here you guys are, are being ghosts okay? and you're like did you get in a car accident they literally yeah, don't give a fuck I was so genuinely confused and I would like every now and again I would like look at my phone like Aww. is something happening with my phone yes. or like I'm not I'm like with it I'm like is it not receiving he's texting me and it's just not coming through but I can remember that too and mm-hmm. it's definitely it's something that I think you don't realize exists when you're in a relationship yeah. younger because I was in relationships younger too and mm-hmm. then coming down here dating it's a 
culture shock mm-hmm. being single yeah out here like people do say like yeah let's get let's get drinks tomorrow and they actually literally don't mean it at all yeah. like but I'm it's used like to that with people like girls but like with like personal life you think oh this guy's at least thinking he's gonna get fucked or something you know like there's mm-hmm. some motivation yeah. behind responding to a message yeah with getting drinks it's like oh well whatever yeah. you know okay but, that's you know. like the that's like how casually they take it it's just like yeah whatever so that's why it's good to have a whole rotation of people so that so way, how many are in your rotation right now you know i'm not good at math <laughs> <laughs> i've always said three i've told my single girlfriends like if they're single single and they're not looking for anything i have said you need three because you need one and two to rotate in between and then you need a third if like to get a them pinch off the hitter. bench i think yeah. it's important just to remember all of their names you know mm. that's number one to me <laughs> and are you, and are you succeeding at that yeah, like I need a couple reminders every now and then, but like mm-hmm. I'm, I think I've been pretty solid. But I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say that. But have you guys, hypothetically speaking, here ever had sex with a guy and then they say your name and then you want to say theirs back, but then you're like, ooh, it's I've, taking me a little bit to remember that one. I have not, but I have not <laughs> oh, been in the dating pool, so I'm well. learning through all of you guys. You get it. Share your slutty self. <laughs> through art i like to I live like. vicariously yes <laughs> one time i was having sex with my boyfriend and he just dyed his hair and i was like <laughs> i'll never forget i he like bleached it because he was gonna dye it some crazy color and like in the middle of the act i'm like looking up and i was just like oh like for a minute <laughs> i was like fully shaken and i like the lights were dim and i was like huh and then I was like seeing all his tattoos because typically I date older guys typically, Me too. and so I just feel like they're just too tired to fight. But this is a young oh. buck. God bless his soul. Is that a euphemism for they can't have sex? No, like just the older men just don't fight with you about fucking. Oh, you bullshit. literally meant too tired to fight. So no, true, literally too tired to fight. <laughs> yeah, they're confident. They're older. They don't want to talk about. Them. Oh, who's that DMing you, babe? They don't give a fuck. They don't know how to work Instagram. Exactly. That's what I want. And they call you and they like to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just, yeah. And so, like, this young guy's on top of me. He's got his hair bleached. He's got all these fucking tattoos that I'm just like, huh. Ah. And I, for, I swear to God, for a split second, I'm like, who am I fucking? Oh my God. And it, it was my boyfriend, but I just wasn't, I'm not used to like dating the young, hot mm-hmm. guy. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I like him old. And- how old? Do you like uh, them? Dating a guy that's 50s. 20 years older. 50s is good for me. Honestly, I like that, 50s. that was the best. This guy was 20 years older than me, and we had the best. Like, we had everything in common. He was like, oh, I'm a 25-year-old woman. I'm like, I'm a 45-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Why? I was 23, and I married a 57-year-old. That's like 33 and a half that's years That's how difference. old he was? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it didn't work out. I don't know, but during my wedding, my dad actually did show up for that. And I looked at my dad before I got married and I said, Dad, you know I'm doing this because I have daddy issues, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, cool, let's go ruin my life. <laughs> was he older than your dad at the time? Mm-hmm. Fire. Yeah. I'm I talk li- all about it on my podcast. I'm That's living fucking for this. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Tell me, how was that? It sounds like you've gotten to lead a life. Like, kind of, like, out of your wildest dreams for a hot minute. I'm sure it was good for a little while. It wasn't bad the entire time. So you get married. You marry this older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And um, so you walk down the aisle. You ruin your life. And boom, you're in the living room. You're looking over all of Los Angeles. You're like, peons, all of you. <laughs> you're in a robe. You have a cat. You're petting it. <laughs> and life is good. Like, what, what was that like for you to be a young girl you're kind of dating around and then all of a sudden you're a married woman living high on the 
Oh. On the hog. Well, it took like six months in order to like get the house was like a project for us to like kind of bond together mm-hmm. because he and I were having like issues already because I was finding some shit on his phone that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's all these receipts from like him helping out these ex-girlfriends of his that he <laughs> sent letters to that were no longer supposed to be in He's the He's a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say that he was for other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had multiple other mistresses um, mm-hmm. that I wasn't uh, privy to or okay with during because there's lots of different types of marriages but I wasn't mm-hmm. down for that right so why do you think he decided that he was gonna marry you and that like what how did that happen because I was the showpiece that he could bring home to his family mm-hmm. he couldn't bring home a porn star or a stripper that's been in and out of rehab because she's mm-hmm. on crack wait a minute what? what's wrong with rehab yeah. or crack <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing wrong I actually went to rehab as like a vacation just to get away yeah. from him for a little bit I know didn't so like it <laughs> yeah rehab's a little tough I haven't been there but I was only there for three days and I was like fuck this they were trying yeah. to put me on all these drugs I didn't need to be on yeah. I was like I was just here so I didn't have to talk to my husband yeah. and I could have like a reason right. I've definitely had believe. patients exactly like you patients like in tre- I were I was a clinical coordinator for treatment centers. Oh, and I I, I remember having uh, and the the therapists or the psychologists would always be like really in depth about everything, and I'm like I don't know. It kind of seems like she just didn't want to be <laughs> in her life. <laughs> Needs to and they're like, away. no, it's way deeper. I'm like, I'm sure it's deeper, but this one seems like she kind of just wants to be <laughs> here yeah, and a take little a little vacation. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, so you like you've had such an incredible life. Now, what about your stand-up comedy? Do you incorporate kind of a silliness into your OnlyFans as well? Because I have a girlfriend that does like uh, cleavage. Her it's literally called cleavage and comedy, where she kind of <gasps> does. Um, yeah, it's so fun. But people really love that. Do you offer kind of anything on there oh where my you're? Gosh, I want to check out her comedy yeah. like thing. You know, I tried. Mm-hmm. I really did, but I noticed like my fans just like. It ruins their boner when you try to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like like me trying to put a joke in somewhere, I was like, you know, guys just kind of want to get off. Like, yeah. it's not really conducive, my OnlyFans, but I might start another page where yeah. I could, like, add that in. Yeah. It definitely worked for the stage. Like, blue humor, sexual humor works. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of comedians, that's why I'm so comfortable talking about sex. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my whole act. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's not a big deal, but for, you know, regular people, obviously, you're like, oh, my God, you're this provocative person. Yeah. But I don't really think that correlates very well for me personally, but I want to see how that girl does it, because mm-hmm. maybe there's, like, a sweet spot that I haven't found yet. But mm-hmm. not for me. What about you? Do you do any funny? You're funny. You uh, skits. Not on purpose. Sometimes I just take my top <laughs> off and people laugh. And <laughs> I just can't control it. So <laughs> I just lo- allow it to happen. And I collect my money and I leave. Oh, and my I gosh. cry into my pillow. I, there's, you cry like into Like a true American. Wait, do you like your OnlyFans? <laughs> do you have a problem with having your OnlyFans? Or is it hard for you? No. You know what? I love my OnlyFans. Um, I love my paid OnlyFans. That's absolutely how I make the bulk of my money. So I'm so grateful for that. I do have a desire like on my free OnlyFans we are trying to cultivate it to where it's something like it's me doing things and talking about sobriety and doing like wild things but like sober I love your story it's so awesome I love how you got sober I think it's so amazing oh my god way better human oh god you guys would have a whole other person sitting here man if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. for that so i'm so i'm so happy but yeah i want to be able to kind of like do something like make 
the sober sexy because I always thought once I got sober, I'm, like, I'm never going to have any more fun. I'm going to be boring. I'm not going to make any more friends. I was going to want to be around me. So I definitely I'm but we're still trying to figure that out. Like you said, the hit in the sweet spot. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard. I love like but what I love about my paid page is because I do come from the webcaming background. People say and tell me their deepest, darkest, most fucked up secrets, and I fucking love it. I know. It can I'm be so actually fun. obsessed. The what's, what's shit the that people... One? Yeah, what's the darkest thing that you've heard? I mean, some man told me that he... Um, <laughs> this is pretty dark. Some man told me that he confessed that he was cheated on his wife and that he would go to a hotel and he would have a... A woman come in and shit on him, shit on his stomach, and he would jerk off, and then she would shove it in his mouth. With his shit? Would he jerk off with his shit? Yeah. He would, yeah, he would jerk off, and, or he would jerk off, and then as he was releasing, she would get some shitty, put it in his, and put it in his mouth, and then he would release. That would be the big kaboom for him. That would hit him right where... It feels the best, the very best. No, it'd be funny, and dude. If get we got and... like somebody like while this, like for the visual audience, where if we had someone while you're describing it, sketching it out, <laughs> and we have like a drawing of like Warm, it's like pile. as you're describing it, they're sketching, yes. they're they're doing a stick figure of him laying on the bed and like his little stick penis. Yeah, and then she comes in. Yeah, that would be really funny. And that was yeah, and it was mm. and it was a confession that I just felt like oh god, What'd can you, you imagine being the wife? I was just like, well, because I never want to, like, make anybody feel like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I never want them to feel. And I am actually because I'm like, first off, too, you probably take everything with a grain of salt. I don't necessarily I'm not always believing this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it might be somebody just kind of getting off from a reaction. Yes. So sometimes I'm not always I'm I'm just kind of like, oh, wow. You know, how often do you do that? Is that like something that you do weekly? Is it a monthly? Is it like every other month sort of thing? Like, you know, like, do you have a special outfit you wear? What's happening? I've actually seen a video of someone doing that at DomCon. A dominatrix showed me and she's like, (laughs) I ate a lot of Dairy Queen before. And it was like runny shit. It was like everywhere. And this guy was like so fucking into it. I was like, I can't ever unsee that. So that's why I was like, oh, this sounds like kind of familiar. He said that he has her drink a pot of coffee. Oh, Because then it's just happening. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> I wish wow. everyone could see everybody else's behind the scenes yeah. faces. Everyone, it's... there's like shock, awe, disturbing, a little bit of like move it the fuck along off this fucking psychotic topic. But and... yeah, like, but it's it's so true. And then there's like other little things like where we've had guests say, you know, people want them to fart. Farting is awesome. I wish I Do could you... get paid for my farts. Okay. No, but my girlfriend gets paid for farts. Why I can't don't. you? Well, it's not really my clientele. Like maybe you could bring in that. a new demographic. Well, that'd be great. Do you have any people that like farting? Let me pass them your way. I'll build a folder for you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I would like that. What do your fans like you to do? All the normal shit. I mean, there's nothing that we've talked about that I feel like we've done this for however many episodes now where mm-hmm. like I'm realizing all the themes are the same. Yeah. But it's kind of, they like, like feet. What's the yeah. wildest thing that you've heard? Because we she talked about <laughs> the shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't even know the wildest thing I heard, but I did one time get this message that was like really degrading. Uh, it was like they, they're like, I want to shit on your chest because you're so ugly <gasps> oh. and you look like an elf. 
It was like a weird, degrading, but like sexual fantasy for them. You look like an elf. Yeah, it was like it was like a hybrid of like I want to shit on you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time jerking off because you're so ugly, but I'm still trying. It was this weird long paragraph. And they paid you for that? Yeah. Well, at least you got just paid. to say it. I was like, cool. Fuck. I'm sorry that that happened. That I know. Sucks. It changed my whole view of myself. See, when people try to like, cause no, you no, don't say that. But yeah, you seem a little too chilling. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty Chicago tough. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. a lot. It was interesting. It's kind of like a new rule we have to talk about shit. Yeah, that, every episode. I got like a guy who really wanted me into his fetish of like adult baby play like diaper mm. play and like my mom's a baby nurse so like i don't fuck with any oh, like yeah. babies are sacred to me like that's so like i yeah. can't there's no way i'm gonna fetishize that mm-hmm. like i get like people that like i was raped but whatever i still like a good rape scene like i'm not gonna be like eh, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like hot if you do it the right way with the mm-hmm. right person mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna do that with people my only fans mm-hmm. yeah. but anyway so the baby shit the guy literally had built adult size baby furniture <laughs> And he wanted me to be his baby girl, and he wanted to, like, have me submit and, like, wear diapers mm. and have him be my daddy. That's, like, criminal mind. And he, yeah, he wanted me to, like, go to his place with his adult baby furniture, oh, adult-sized baby furniture. And I was like, I think I'm going to be busy for, like, the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just brought up something for me. <laughs> this man used to pay me, like, there is a video out there of me... And I am telling this man to jerk it for Jesus. <gasps> you and did not. I don't know why that just reminded me of like, because I was thinking like, how can I share so that I can add to the conversation but not talk you about shitting any longer? I wasn't dressed up as anything. I think I was just in a bikini. Like it was just me running out. And it was like this man that ended up becoming a fan and he would have these send these videos i wouldn't be like shaking it or anything i would just be like jerk it for jesus and i would sing like a like a you know a, a jesus song from church and i would like try to fill oh, in the I wish words we pull that up right now cj do I you need to see how that. much more in love with you i am after sharing that like that honestly like i have like so much more respect for you <laughs> you I think are I went the, the other one way. and everyone else's respect is mine might have i don't care like literally i'm like oh my god now i really love you like that is amazing i just maybe i'm like too welcome no. I want everybody to feel loved and accepted. I appreciate so, that. This is what, oh, Kayla's leaving. No, Bye, I just, Kayla. It was nice to I do you. want. I do want before because we're gonna run out of time. I do want to do one more segment with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called. It doesn't matter what it's called. The point <laughs> is that the pod daddy comes on. Mm-hmm. He's gonna ask you some questions. Sure. Uh, the dudes are curious and he is our dude ambassador and so he's going to come on ask you some questions he's been listening uh, probably a little disturbed (laughs) a little excited the whole time yeah and uh, so we're going to do that I can't wait is his name Max his name is Max the pod daddy extraordinaire Mm -hmm. and that's the only way that you can refer to him all right the pod daddy extraordinaire thank you show some respect (laughs) for our pod daddy Maximini Maximini he's a pod daddy you know what I'm saying oh daddy Time for the pod daddy. You better listen up. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you again. Oh, my goodness. I have a uh, slogan for you. Oh, what is it? I Your slogan should be kink-friendly, 
but germaphobe. Yes, that is exactly what I am. Oh my gosh, you are a great writer. germaphobe. Thank you, Max. Look at you doing the punchlines and everything. I'm here for that. Thank you. Speaking of punchlines, so you were a comedian first or an OnlyFan model first? Comedian, definitely. I started when I was 19. I had my first show at Burbank. I swear I knew my future. So (laughs) I'm going to follow your footsteps. I'm going to be the biggest OnlyFans model. This show is inspiring me in a whole another level. Perfect. Your tits are Probably get more than mine. I'm just going to throw that out there. Thank you. I've been working on these tests for a long time. <laughs> I bet you. And they're real, too. And I'm going to admit they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> on record, uh, I love it. <laughs> thank you. So, look, uh, I have I have some questions for you. And, and I got to first say, your voice is so sexy. Thank you. I'm sure you get this, you know, a lot. Sometimes. Now, have <laughs> you done any uh, phone sex? I have, actually, quite oh. a lot. What? With the accent? Yeah, I do lots of different voices. Oh, yeah. my God. This is actually requested a lot, but people really love, like, the Southern girl. They're really attracted to her. They like, she's nice and innocent and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> they really like her. And did you use these for phone sex or voiceover work? I mean, uh, both, but some guys really like it when I do, like, some fetish character work when I do something like this. <laughs> oh, you're good. Thank you. Wow, you're yeah. very talented. Thank you. You went to a, a great acting school. I did. You, you know, you've been acting for a long time, and I your did. sister happens to be a casting director, and she's not putting you in project. What a bitch! I know. <laughs> sister, I don't know you, but I'm never going to be in your project either thank you but you probably did audition for some of her songs shit shit yeah <laughs> she, is she a well-known uh cast a director bit. what is she like should we know who she is no. is that cool no? no all right then you're a bitch <laughs> back to square one like i don't care about my career like, we're ending it right here on this podcast you won't trust me <laughs> you you don't want to piss off the producer anybody else is fine the writer casting director you. whatever it's I all le- about the I producer i learned that long time ago i mean you're doing a great job do you know i figured if you're not going to give me a job i give myself a job exactly you me know? too that's why i started producing my sketches i was like fuck these people and, and on that note you know on a serious note uh, we're so lucky that we live in an era that we can actually create our own work. Right. And and a lot of talented people, you know, because of lack of technology in the past, they were never able to do what we're talking about. But now, if you're young, you're talented, and you feel like, hey, you know, nobody's thinking this idea is great, you go give yourself a chance and make your ideas, right? Which is amazing. Yeah. All right. So look, um, <laughs> it is. No, it really is. It's fascinating uh, how comfortable you are uh, to the point that you started a podcast talking about your family, talking about your divorce, talking about your ex-husband, and all these very like personal stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. First of all, I, I, I'm assuming it would be a right assumption to say you feel more empowered and 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 you feel like it's healing for you to do that to have an only fans account or to talk about no, to, to have your podcast and talk about these issues that was really healing for me but i will say there are days where it's not so healing and it's more disruptive to kind of like go back into the past and there's some days that i don't want to talk about it but that's just how it is you know you kind of have to take each day as it, it goes and I'm happy that I've helped a lot of people. I'm happy that I've gotten such a great response from everyone else. But, you know, I'm not someone that wants to keep living in the past and be like, this all this trauma happened to me. You know, I I want to go forward with my life. Well, there's nothing as such a perfect person. Right. Right. So so a lot of us, we all have our faults and we're all trying to to live, you know, and, and. 
be better or survive or whoever in, in whatever they're doing. But I feel like people that they open up and say things, uh, they actually help so many people without knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. They you do. Know, like I thought it was just me, you know, liking to get have shit on my chest and, and <laughs> jerking off. And <laughs> wait, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, no, listen, I'm fucking fascinated, and and it makes me think. Like, here's what I thought. Again, not wanting to. I mean, I guess I I could not. I can't help but to say, I, I can't say I'm not judging, honestly. But I would say this. I'm just so curious what psyche, like what happens to someone that they would want, that they find that sexy? You know, I honestly, because I talked to my therapist about it, so I have no judgment towards it. Like, I just think I'm like, you know what? Everyone has their own kink. Like, some guys like to be oiled up. You know, some guys like to be smacked and choked and some girls like it. So, like, we all have our own thing that gets us off. But having shit on your chest and jerking. (laughs) I can't can't cover that with oil. I like being oiled up. (laughs) I've seen people do that. So, like, it's not like. I mean, would I want to participate? Would I want to be in the room? No, but that's what they like. You Did know? you ask the sex therapist um, what's like what type of events make someone like that? Trauma and childhood. We were mm, all just yep. discussing trauma. that earlier. What yeah, kind I of mean, trauma? you would mm-hmm. you would look at like if you if you abide by like stages of development for babies. There's an anal stage, and so let's say hypothetically speaking, somebody uh, when you're a little kid. And you are either shamed around uh, like defecation or you are Mm. encouraged to hold it for a long time. And if you can't hold it as a kid and then you have an accident, then you're shamed for it. So most trauma stems from shame for anybody, Mm. whether it's that shame, like poop shaming or anything else. And so that would be when I'm hearing that story, that would be my bet is that somebody was shamed about pooping when they were very young. Mm. And so then it creates this thing where it makes sense why you would want someone to drink coffee and it's like free like feel free to do that because maybe you didn't feel the free to do that when you're a kid i just like the choice of defecation for a word when i talk uh, about it psychologically <laughs> i want to say defecation but like i my gut is like shitting Matt, and, 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 you're a comedian right i am don't you get shit on all the time all the time there oh! you go <laughs> all the time yeah exactly good, good. not a, mad a <laughs> but i don't want to jerk off to it that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> Yeah, You're I, wasting the moment. I, I, but there's other guys I, on stage that fucking would, and you know it. I just cry. You know I it. I literally cry about it. I'm Louis like, C.K. probably would be again. into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm or deny anything, but I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey, your assumption is as good as mine. Um, <laughs> I just, I have to say, Kayla is a psychologist. So I mean, that not, was, not really. Well, becoming a psychologist. Yeah. She's going yeah. to school. Like, you're, you're about to yeah, graduate. Yeah, so I'm in, in grad program for psychology right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bullshit. I love that that that, that we are, I actually learned from that sincerely. Like mm-hmm. you're right. It must have something to do with like, you know, your childhood trauma, shitting, holding, fucking, being embarrassed, and, and that mm-hmm. completely makes sense. Because I always think like you must have gone through something. That's why I'm judging, but I'm not in the mm-hmm. sense of like I know you have you've experienced something. You're that just coming I, from a standpoint a lot of, of can't that to. you can't relate, yeah, and yeah. not yeah. in a bad way. You just don't understand yeah. it because it's not familiar to yeah. you, mm-hmm. which is com- that's completely normal for you. And it's your yeah. first time yeah. hearing this. I've heard this so much, so it's not like it's not a big deal to me. It's mm-hmm. like moving your hair. To, you know what I mean? It's like whatever. Yeah. No, it's I, not I, that, grew it's up, like I grew up Persian, Middle Eastern. Like I, oh. I'm into like I like to fuck. Um, this is uh, my, fetish, my, my fetish is I like to fuck ground beef. 
because that's what she made kebab with. And I was like, I was shamed when I was a kid, like finish your kebab. And I'm like, I'm full. But they're like, fuck you, finish your kebab. Why fucking put this ground beef in your face. And I was like, I'm gonna fuck that ground beef. Yeah. And then yeah. now I I request OnlyFans fucking. Is this a bit? Ground... Yeah, I just ripped okay. that. Okay. <laughs> but I, I got you for a second. Yeah, I was like, wait, is this a bit? <laughs> oh god, this is serious. But if you really were into that, it's like the guys that are into the kinkiest shit are the ones that don't fucking talk about it at all. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like listening to the show empty. makes me feel boring. Like I literally yeah. go, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like why am I so? He's boring? like, why do You're I love missionary so much? <laughs> You know what's so funny? People, like, we're basically fantasy fulfillers for men, right? Mm -hmm. Or women, whatever you're into. But, like, people ask me, what's your, like, deepest, darkest fantasy? I'm like, a guy to actually, like, be the knight in shining armor. You know, oh. like, the guy that calls you back and, like, texts Aww. you and, like, you know, is, like, actually the nice guy. Which is the <sighs> normal thing, you know? Pretty much every girl on the show has been so sweet. Like, right. I, and, and I think, uh, I love how CJ always... <laughs> No, She's no, really. Best. You you have such a big heart. She does. Yeah, you really mm -hmm. do. And 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 the reason you're so likable and lovable is that you're so you have so much love for everyone, and that's why you want to make everybody happy. You don't want to make anybody feel judged and etc. Right. It's because you're so sensitive. You have a very sensitive soul. Mm -hmm. I, obviously, I feel that. But I, but also I think. Uh, you know, generalizing, a lot of people uh, judge only fan models, mm -hmm. you know, guys, girls, whatever. And this show is doing a really good job at really like breaking that stereotype and showing different sides of different people. Right. And and there's no right or wrong in 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 the sense of um, we're all doing our best, you know, to to just you know go through the journey of life yeah absolutely Anyways, that sounded too far wow. so wow. I no, almost I fell it. asleep yeah. three times in yeah. the last minute <laughs> Kayla knows how to bust speaker. my balls look we, we get some questions from our audience yeah and on the show several times the topic of uh, rating dicks has come up mm -hmm. and we really want to understand what does it really mean how do you rate a dick like what is rating a dick? Right. So uh, you basically give it a grade, like you're grading a paper. And then I personally give the guys what position I think would be best for the shape and size of their dick. And then I give them pointers and tips on how to make their dick pick better because there's usually always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. So you're really helping men with the angle, and and so that's gonna make their future dick pics uh, a lot more successful. Mm. I hope it is. So I guess what would be a successful dick pic then? One that gets you laid. Mm. So right? it does happen. Yeah. No wonder they keep sending it to you guys. I know. <laughs> so, I know. Wait. Okay. Actually, I have a serious question. Have you ever seen a photo of a dick and you were just like, okay? This I've, is it. I've seen some pretty. I've seen a really big dick before that I was. I was like, why are you wanting a rating? You know what I mean. <laughs> and then it, what throws me off is like because I'm also nice like mm -hmm. you. Like I try to always like lead with my heart. <laughs> when the guys have the pink underwear, and then this one guy doesn't like want humiliation, but then he does. And mm -hmm. so like he like kind of plays this cat and mouse game with me. And I'm like, do you want me to be a bitch or do you not want me to be a bitch? What the fuck do you want? It's hard <laughs> to figure I just, that one you out. You guys having an inside talk for a second. What's the Sorry. pink? Underwear Sorry, scenario? pink underwear is usually small penis humiliation. Mm -hmm. Like any uh, guy that's in satin pink underwear is usually like kind of wanting to be feminized and humiliated. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a pink underwear and then he whooped it out and it was like but then sometimes this he ginormous. Wants, his wasn't, no. <laughs> in oh. particular, no. But oh, sometimes okay. he wants just a regular rating and then sometimes he doesn't because if you don't give them an A, insider tip, 
if you don't give them an A immediately, then they'll come back. Small penis humiliation. I know. I was so confused at that in the beginning. So <laughs> since you're very comfortable with your life story and you're doing your podcast about it and et cetera, mm -hmm. what is it about your growing up stories or like how was your childhood that all of you sisters, you know, first of all, in the entertainment business, whether it's casting only fans or porn star, yeah. your sister porn star, like, what do you think, what element, like, what was it about growing up that, that was, that you guys chose to be in the entertainment industry? Oh, wow. Well, I was a country singer before I moved out here to LA. So I kind of started writing and singing songs as a way to cope with being bullied. And then that kind of led to modeling, and then I would actually sneak out of my house in Georgia to like twerk battle and dance to like what? win money. I know, I know. And then I ended up being a stripper one night when I was 14, but I was 14? working. Yeah, I feel like when you come out to LA, people are like, oh my God, like Hollywood Boulevard, everything's gonna be like magical and you're gonna get these great roles. And really you just end up being the fucking stripper, the prostitute, the girl in all those feature films that are bullshit yeah. that go nowhere. CJ, no, like I feel like we have twin flame and twin souls <laughs> over here. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's kind of like, you know. Dude, well, you're awesome to even share these stuff. And, and yeah. I just want to know, like, first of all, 14 is not legal. But, no, so I'm I had assuming a fake you used ID. a fake ID. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah. But, but, so but I really was... love dancing. They were all like, oh my God, are you, like, you know, perfect? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, I really loved the dancing part of it. And you looked older. Yeah, 14. I always looked older. I did like my makeup because like, I worked also at a restaurant as a hostess. So I was like hanging out with older people. And so they were like, let's go to a strip club. And I was like, I've never been. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're all there. And I made friends with one of the strippers and she offered to... me crack rock. And I was like, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I have to ask, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I was raped by a guy and a girl. So like the first mm -hmm. two times I've had sex, I was raped. And I talk openly about that on my podcast. How, mood dude, change, dude. No, yeah. Like, well, mood change. Uh, if you weren't like so open, like yeah, you are fascinating. Yeah, and you, let me tell you, like, so what, this is another you, way I got comfortable with my sexuality is because I really had no other option. No, but the fact that you talk about it, I feel like it encourages everybody to talk about things that are, Yeah, you know. if they're okay with it. You know, some people don't want to talk about it. And for me, I was like, I'm not going to have those terrible experiences make me ashamed of myself and my body. Like, I want to enjoy pleasure. I want to enjoy my body. I want to enjoy this life experience. It's such a blessing that people get to share with others. So obviously I kind of went a little overboard with it, but I enjoy it <laughs> and I get to monetize off of it. So yeah. I think there's beauty in that. I feel like everybody has a, a reason uh, in this world and, and whatever we go through is not your choice for these events to happen, right? So whatever you give back to other people to live and, and understand their traumas, it's a blessing. It is. And, and so, you know, first of all, I hope you continue your podcast because, you know, for you to share these stories on your podcast, very powerful. Thank you. Um, and, and the fact that like this, like this bad experience happened to you and and you're opening up about it again it's i'm assuming it's very healing for you mm. it's got it can to be. be but then some people use your vulnerabilities to try to fuck with you that are like terrible human beings and the, that's when it's kind of like especially when you have like a bad day and you're like you're a piece of shit person mm. you know mm. like i, I don't really like that to expose myself to those types of people but for other people that have gone through similar traumas that maybe have a normal job and they couldn't express themselves in that way like that's when it's awesome but for the people that 
take it the wrong way and said truly fuck them yeah you know you're yeah. doing this for you first exactly. and those well, that, who are going to benefit from yeah it. that's what i try to do yeah. so look uh this show is so much of like entertainment and, mm -hmm. and it's lighthearted yet educational it's been all kinds of levels but i i think you know you're somebody that we could have 10 more times yeah. as a guest. <laughs> and, and, and if you want to like dig deep and like learn, like for the, for really positive reasons, like dig into reasons. Like I love how you explained the, the, the shit on the chest story. So I, I, I'm telling you. That's what you, we should name the episode, Shit on the Chest. Yeah. <laughs> to shit or not I'll shit. just come in and tell a weird story and then Kayla can go in. I'll analyze it. Dissect it. Mm -hmm. Sid can tell a weird story and then mm -hmm. we can just like volley back and forth. Does that sound good? I love our weird stories. I think that's amazing. Love hey, that for Speaking us. of shit stories, <laughs> I have to say Iraq does not smell like shit. <laughs> so when, <you're, laughs> when your ex-boyfriend said Iraq smells like shit, let me tell you. He must have gone to Iraq as a soldier and shit himself, mm -hmm. and he was smelling himself. It was a diaper because he was in the like an emergency, <laughs> like you know, he was helping other soldiers that had shit themselves and like diapers and stuff. So like, I wasn't that I was wearing a diaper, but I think I had like a pad or something on. I don't know, but it just smelled like I literally shit my pants. Yeah, I know. But yeah. again, thanks for sharing because yeah. that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first time I've told it, but it's yeah, oh, it's a it's a gem of mine. First of all, I. I want to see your stand-up. It's online. I haven't done a show since like 2019. Okay. I don't really like doing live performances now. Really? It's not my thing. Mm -mm. I get okay. stage fright. I don't like it. I like editing. And also, like, I have a lot of fans that come up that won't leave, which is like kind of frightening. I've had a few bad experiences where they like try to follow me to my car and stuff. So mm. it's, oh, live oh. stuff isn't always fun. You just me. need a full-time bodyguard. And, but then that costs money. So it's like I want to make a return on my investment. It already costs so much just to look like this. So it's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. You well, know. Whenever you're doing, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, with my pink shirt. <laughs> um, and your look, kebabs. Yes. Yes, my ground beef <laughs> uh, fetish. I'm not gonna like. I literally need a meme of you with fucking kebabs. Back to the little boy. I know. Little meat tray. Look. Yeah. How are you gonna transition out of that one? Let's hear it. No, no. I, I, this has been on my mind because you're an actress. You're talented. You're you do such good job with voices. I was gonna say, and with your life story, you should do a TV show on your life. That was a kind of like what the basis of the podcast was for because it's so hard to get a pilot and a TV show like Fucking made. It. It's so much easier to get a podcast, you know, turned into something than it is producing something all by yourself from the start. You Twenty-three know? year old, you married a fifty-seven and a half year old mm -hmm. dude. That's a fucking TV show. I was a grandmother. <laughs> wow. So, what's the oldest person you've dated? Probably that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you get told a lot that you're like an old soul or oh, anything yeah. like that? All yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. you're so and you love your story. Oh my god, I love your sobriety story. You know, it was either what is it, institutions, hospitals, institutions, or jail? Yeah. Listen here, couldn't didn't want to go in those, those places, so here I am on the podcast, y'all, with with Max and Kayla, and now Sid. It suits you, dude. We have the best time. Yes, we thank really you so much for time having me. Flies. I have a million questions. I'm gonna stop here because I can honestly talk to you forever, and, and I think that um, this was this was. I don't want to, you know. Do, like not make you ever come back again. Oh, 
So, <laughs> That's very uh, kind of you, Max. No, really. And, and and look, I just I guess if I want to ask you a last question, I would say, uh, what's the dream? Uh, where do you see yourself in the next ten years, five years, twenty years? Like, what's the dream? You know, my dream continues to change. I don't really have a solid answer for that right now because I never thought I would be having any success with OnlyFans. I never thought I'd be doing this with my life. I definitely don't think I'll be doing this within five years. Um, but yeah, I just want to be happy. I don't know where that's going to take me, but I just want to be happy. That's the ultimate goal and make a lot of money. Well, girl, you dope. <laughs> I wish you all of that. Thank you. I appreciate of that, course. Max. Thank you of for having course. me. See Thank you. you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Dude, yes. You killed it, though. Thank you. Thank Perfect you for having Perfect answers, me. dude. Thanks, Kayla. Everything you've done. I really appreciated mm-hmm. how funny you were and how effortless you were, but you were also touched on some really serious things today, too, and we don't always get to do that because it is a short amount of time, so I really appreciate that about you. I appreciate both of you girls bringing the energy, being so kind and loving and sweet and engaging, and oh my God, can we just say the Jesus line <laughs> as a closer, please? <gasps> And Max was amazing. We need the shish kebabs. Damn it. Are they shish kebabs? Or are they, the what are they? Kebabs. kebabs. I don't know. Okay. He's going to fuck a kebab. Yes. And, right. and CJ's going to shout out kebabs for Jesus. That's kebabs right. for Jesus. The whole time. That's what we need to call the episode. Kebabs, <laughs> yes. for, kebabs Jesus. for Jesus. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, Honestly, man. that's the role I've been waiting for my entire life. And you would nail You're gonna it, be a bitch. <laughs> You'll be a star. Yeah. I do want you, Sid, to plug all of your stuff. So your social media, where can we find you if you're doing anything? and I want you to do it in your best British accent phone sex voice to your camera directly. Hello. I would love it if you could subscribe to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans Sid Wilder. And if you could also check out Sid Wilder on Instagram, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was a really fun episode. Our guest was brilliant, super interesting, witty as hell. Um, so I hope you like it, liked it, watch it again. Um, there's a lot of interesting nuggets and also please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, leave a review and also five stars, please. And then you can also find us on Spotify, Google podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts, YouTube. So yeah, show us some love and, um, check out next week's episode. All the other ones, every episode's amazing. Thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you like Lala.